Welcome to Innovation Alchemy with the Adams. I'm Adam Fry. And I'm Adam Castle. And today we had Ben Pizzuoli on, the CEO of KZoo, and talking about his journey was unbelievable. Amazing. Located in Tecumseh, Ontario, right here, homegrown technology. And Ben took us through some awesome stuff that he's been on through his journey, talked about tons of great lessons in terms of what his first business was and how it helped him to create KZoo. Absolutely. He talked about the importance of being able to sell yourself early. He talked about having finding ways to get your employees to care or to or to hire for right getting the right people on the bus it was really really important to him we then dove into the evolution of windsor's ecosystem over the years from ben's point of view and the role that all of our ecosystem players have in driving that forward and some of the ways that we can do that i think this is a packed pod it's for everybody it's if you're an entrepreneur if you're just interested in tech if you're an ecosystem player i think today you're going to get a lot of value out of this pod 100 percent. you know ben was one of our first in our we tech prior to the adams one of our first clients yeah and we get to hear how he's seen us evolve too and yeah, it was a really interesting conversation absolutely well enjoy enjoy all right listener you're in for a treat today welcome to innovation alchemy with the adams we're here today with ben puzwali a tech entrepreneur in windsor essex that's been in tech Longer than tech's been a thing in YQG. So. This, is, this has been here for a while. Ben, we're so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Adam, times two. And uh, yes, <laughs> you're right. I, I do predate, you know, when I started, it wasn't even called the cloud, by the way. So uh, that's how old I am. No, back then it was still on solid ground. So the cloud hadn't risen yet. Now, Correct. Ben is the CEO and founder of KZU Inc. We are basically, KZU is a help desk software. So we are a cloud-based help desk software for small to medium sized business, right? So, you know, easiest way to explain it, you know, I wish Amazon was our client. They're not, we do have some very big names. Um, but the idea is, let's say you buy something on Amazon, you got to return it. We're basically all that back end, right? So uh, some people call it, you know, customer service software, help desk, whatever. So that's kind of the five second explanation of the company. Fantastic. Well, Ben, I know you're a great CEO and co-founder. We're going to dive into that today, but first, we want to know where you started. How did things start for Ben Tuzwali? And I know your brother was in on this too. Mm-hmm. Where did entrepreneurship yeah. begin for you, Ben? Walk us through it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's kind of a funny story. I mean, funny, sad, you know, um, maybe more sad for my parents, you know, because <laughs> they, <laughs> you know, because they paid for my school. So let me go back. Uh, you know, it almost feels like a hundred years, but like when I was around 18 or so, 17, 18, I've always had like that entrepreneurial gene, right? I always, you know, I, I sold baseball balls. I sold my friends, you know, random junk. And when I was like 14, 15, I'd always had a love for money. We started really in computers, right? So it started off as Intermania Computers. That was the first business. So Intermania. My brother, Intermania Computer. And, and that again, isn't the name of a software company led by an 18-year-old. I don't know what it is. I know, right? I still don't even get, to be honest, I still don't even know what KZU means, Intermania, who knows, <laughs> right? These, you know, these names are very weird. But basically what happened was, is that how it all really started and this, you know, and I haven't really even told anyone this, but when I was 16, 17, I was dating a girl. Um, I had bought her a computer from a supposed friend. Okay. And he told me, and, you know, being young and dumb, you know, whatever, I wasn't checking prices and long story short, the computer ended up breaking. I went to his house and, and in the meantime, I had checked out some price, et cetera. And I had felt very ripped off. Right. So Long story short is my brother and I, we were sitting in our room one day, you know, like we we're 17, 18 and, and I was like, do you want to start a business? He's like, okay, <laughs> literally that's how it was. 
And he says, you want to start a business? I said, what kind? He says, why don't we build computers, right? So literally no idea what we're doing. Okay. My mom gave us, I think, 1500 bucks to buy some parts, right? We put, um, we put together a machine kind of thing. We put together a price list and weird as it is, like, again, no marketing experience at the time, nothing, no money, really. We ended up starting at a school fair. So it was like a fair, like an art fair. Yeah. And I think it was at Villanova high school. Yep. Anyways, long story short is we picked up a very, we knew, uh, we knew my brother knew a daughter of a very large waste company in Windsor. Right. So we basically, we basically got them, um, on board as a customer. Um, and that, even that first year we did over 500,000 in sales, right? Wow. Year yeah, one. Not was, knowing. And that must've been crazy. Like what, crazy. what did you do to handle that kind of growth as <sighs> a young entrepreneur? Well, we used to work. So I went to school and I always worked, you know, like I said, so as my friends were all having fun, we just worked. So I used to work yeah. seven days a week. And I always worked hard for it. And, you know, as my friends were partying, you know, I was working, right? So that's really around the clock. But it was that really a big client. You know, we were putting in like, we put in like 30 machines or something there that year and we fixed their network, et cetera, right? So that was a big chunk of it. What happened was then is that um, I was in university at the time. And this is kind of where all the software ideas and stuff came from, right? So what happened was, is that I went to first university, we had the business, I partied a little too hard <laughs> in <laughs> university. Mean, university. Yeah, making up for lost yeah, time, yeah, right. Because I've never, I've never been dumb, lazy. You know, maybe especially with studying. Yes, right. So I got kicked out. Okay, remember, I still was doing the computer, so I got kicked out of university. I remember laying on my couch downstairs. You know, probably crying, feeling sorry for myself for sure. And my mom came down and she says, look, she's like, Ben, you have two choices. And this was a very pivotal moment of my whole life. She said to me, she's like, you can sit here and cry or you can get off your butt and do something about it. Right. Uh, I got goosebumps. So, That's awesome. Ben. Yeah, I know. And clearly moment. I just, and honestly, it's funny you said that. Cause I literally, if we had video, you could see my goosebumps. Cause it's super, you know, it was, it's a, it's a really huge piece of my, like, I'll never forget it. Right. It was a very, it was like pivot of my life in a sense. Yeah. Right. Cause it really started everything. So I went to college, pretty much aced it, right? Because I'm not dumb. <laughs> um, and I went back to university. So I, you know, I got my honors in business. Um, but at the same time is when we started um, the software business, really, right? So what happened was, is that margins and computer, you know, intermediate computers, we pretty much just, you know, let it go in a sense, right? So right. we, we kind of joined forces with another genius friend of ours. His name's Brian Bondi. Um, and we, and we created, it was called vision work solutions, right? Again, maybe, you know, and, and, and funny thing is, is that we used to get calls <laughs> from people in Florida, from people in Texas, you know, wherever, right. Cause vision work solution was also an eyeglass company. Oh, right. Naming. Yeah. Right. Startup. Yeah. Well then we'll get into KZU in a sec, but then anyway, so then we started with that and we created a product was called vision backup. Um, which was basically, and this is, and this is kind of going back to the, you know, pre-cloud, right? So when we started Vision Backup, it was just a program, like a software program that would back up local networks, right? Okay. So meaning there was no internet component. So it would back up to tape, you know, maybe some young people listening don't even know what tape is. Okay. It <laughs> was basically a floppy drive on steroids. I could hold like, you know, a terabyte at the time or whatever it was, right? So you know, I think 2005, 2006, that's when off, 
offsite backup or online backup started again before cloud, right? You know, within the years, it started turning to cloud backup. So we adopted Vision Backup, right? The backup product, the software product to be modified more for cloud backup, right? Or online backup at the time, right? And that's basically where RoboBack, and that was, you know, that was the next product that kind of sprung off of Vision Backup came from, right? So that was more for managed service providers or MSPs, right? And basically we would allow you to take our software, put it into a data center, right? And anybody who doesn't know what data center is like Amazon Cloud, for example, mm -hmm. right? But back in the day, there was a lot more host. Um, and we allowed you to start your own business. So we were like, we were the back end for someone wanting to start a cloud backup. So there was never really mention of rollback because it could be customized. Cool. Okay. Got it. Now, just to put things into perspective, <laughs> back in the day, okay, one terabyte. So we sold it in terabyte increments. Okay. Now remember, you could probably go to Costco right now and buy a terabyte hard drive for let's say like 90 bucks, right? We were selling, the list was 25,000 a terabyte just for the oh, software. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, that was, you know, pretty cool, to be honest. Um, what a crazy shift in the price of data eh? <sighs> and storage now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it's funny, right? So, yeah. Oh, huge, huge difference, right? So, back in the day, it was like, uh, it was. So ultimately, fast forward a little bit, the company that bought us, okay, so Roboback and VisionWorks was sold, okay, um, shoot, what was it? I don't know, 10 years, 11 years ago at this point, right? So it was like 29 years old. So yeah, we 2005. Sold, <laughs> yeah, 2005. <laughs> wow, yeah. So we sold the business to a Toronto-based cloud backup company, right, that was really in the home backup space and a very, very small business. And they basically took us on, you know, acquired us to integrate RoboBack, right, the MSP software into their offering, right? So eventually we went public or they went public rather with us, right? Um, we worked with them for a few years. And I mean, you know, I hope no one's listening, none of them are listening, but we didn't, you know, the winds are off. Well, I didn't really, and my brother didn't do much. We were very bored with it, right? It's been, it was like <laughs> 10 years at this point, right? So we then started KZU Help Desk kind of, you know, you know, when we were working for them, obviously on off time. Okay. I wouldn't use their company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. Legal disclaimer here. Yeah. This Correct. Yeah. Legal that, company time. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what my lawyers told me to say. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, yeah. So definitely um, we started building KZU, but like, you know, and this has been a running joke forever. No, you know, no one thinks to this day that I work, you know, much, but <laughs> Again, I worked my, you know, butt off for 10 years, seven days a week, right? So I did, you know, I did take those years, I guess, to kind of like really do what I wanted, right? Um, and my brother and I, Rob, was, you know, we were bored, uh, you know, working for this company that bought us, right? We were kind of bored and we were just sitting around and, um, and we're like, let's do something else kind of thing, right? So we thought back, what could we do? And this is what, <laughs> this is something, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? this is what I kick in myself in the pants, right? So back in the day we built, so remember Keizu help desk, current business, right? Um, current software company is a help desk, right? It's a customer service software, as I kind of briefly explained. Um, the interesting thing was, is that we had built, because remember when we started, we had no money, like literally no money. So we built everything on our own. Okay. We even built a help desk 15 years ago, right? And back then when we were selling even backup, right? They, people were asking us, 
do you license this help desk? Oh, <laughs> you know, because awesome, we use awesome, it. So awesome. that's great. And understand so you some early, early validation. Yeah, I was yeah. say, like early customer uh, validation. Yeah, but we didn't pick up on it. That's the problem. So I'm being serious here that this was probably this, and I have to check for sure, but this predates the big juggernauts in the help desk space, like Zendesk. A hundred percent predates Freshdesk. Okay. So those are the two billion dollar companies in this space, right? Um, so that you know, that software, which we use for the backup, the help desk software. And again, we never use any of that code, but if we would have, you know, if I would have had experience I do now, right. I would have picked that up. Okay. Yeah. So that's something, you know, so, um, we then built out, uh, started doing Kazu help desk. Um, and that's kind of where we are present day. That's amazing. Ben. That's so, cool. and so we've got, a, I've got a couple of questions because mm -hmm, a lot stuck out in your story to me. And yeah, I, I know cool. it's got a few good questions for you too, but when you're looking at this, you know, uh, what do you think are some of the biggest lessons that, that you brought with you into KZU from those first early days? You know, you, you talked a lot about the, obviously the value of working extremely hard. Um, you validated a little bit of the process ahead of time. Um, you know, you were an older entrepreneur than you were when you were first starting out. So there's mm -hmm. more maturity there, but like, mm -hmm. what is it that you think that was critical that you brought with you out of that early experience that's transitioned to the success of KZU? Good question. Okay. So a couple things, probably the biggest thing, and it's not, you know, I can give you all the cliche answers to be honest, probably the biggest thing. And, and I don't like to say that, you know, I guess, but it's like fake it till you make it right. So number one, you always got to look bigger than you are. <laughs> Okay. You know, awesome. right. Yeah. Okay. Well, because think about it. Right. So I, you know, I have a buddy of mine, like, you know, I, I kind of mentor people here and there, you know, Windsor people. Right. So I'm kind of helping this kid, he, you know, a kid, he's like 21. And I kind of told him the same thing because I said to him, I said, look, you're going to go in to try to list a house. They're going to look at you. You look like you're 16. Cause that's what he literally <laughs> looks like. Right. So you have to act your role. Right. Same yeah. concept. Right. It's like, He's a little different because he's in a face-to-face -face business, you know, more than me anyways. But I think that's really important. Fake it till you make it. Now, what sold and, you know, what sold the previous business, to be honest, I think, is the great customer service because we treat, we treat our employees as family. And that's, that's the truth, right? So if you have happy employees and you care, that's the big thing is you have to have people that care. And if they don't mm -hmm. care, you either got to try to make them or find new people in my so, opinion. So Ben, maybe if you can unpack that a little bit for us, when mm -hmm. you say care, like, you know, uh, we like to say at WeTech, it's hard to teach passion. Um, and so You're right. when You're right. you, when you talk about care, like it, in those early hires, is that you as a founder, like talk a little bit about that, that passion piece needing to be essential. Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely. So I think number one, passion is very hard to teach. So I fully agree with that. Right. So there's a few different ways you could find people that actually have the passion and there's just those people. Okay. Yeah. They will always yeah. care. And in another way, you can make them care. <laughs> I don't mean, and I don't mean like, you know, go take their arm and put it behind their back and put them in a, in a headlock or something. What I mean is incent them to care. Okay. So two main ways for me anyways, that I see this, right? One lead by example, you'll never see my employees and I don't even call them employees, to be honest. I call everybody a partner. So I shouldn't even be saying employees, but anybody that works with us, okay. Um, sees me or my brother or, you know, Adam, and not, not these two atoms. There's another person <laughs> named Adam. So geez, we have three atoms, but okay. They always see us leading by example. Okay. So if something's down. I get called first. Okay. If something goes down, I get called at two in the morning. I don't expect my employees just to do it. Okay. So gotcha. always lead by example. Number two, I strongly believe this is that you have to incent them properly. Okay. Now, not everybody just only cares about money. 
Okay. Money is definitely very important, but it's also the sense of community, right? So we take mm. these guys out yeah. every couple of weeks for lunch. I send them, you know, I have some overseas employees. We send them money for lunch every once in a while. We do team building things. Um, and when you really, really want to get to the money thing is incenting them. Okay. So every single person at KZU is at least has some ownership. Okay. And what I mean oh, by wow. ownership, yeah, is that we give, it's called options. Okay. So mm-hmm. we are a corporation. We are a private corporation. You know, we've taken on some money. Like we've, you know, we've done, you know, an angel round and, you know, maybe a, a little bit bigger angel round kind of thing a few years ago. But as the system, as the corporation set up, it's set up as with shares. Okay. So, you know, not to get down this rabbit hole, but there's different classes, share, et cetera. You got to really, you, spend the money on this if you are interested in doing this because you can do it very wrong yeah yeah so yeah that's you don't really want to lose yeah, if you mess it up from the beginning you don't want to really lose tough. control you don't want to lose control unless it's losing it for you know to the right people in a sense right so back to that is what we use is options right so they're usually time-based um meaning that you know over the next two years you'll get x amount of shares or options which then can convert into shares which is basically ownership of the company so i think those are two major things i think i really like that and so when you think about that moving forward with with keizu like Mm -hmm. your your experience coming forward with this what what do you think what do you think when you think about long-term planning and and picture picturing like mm-hmm. the future? Like what mm-hmm. what kind of what kind of skill sets are you bringing towards that? Like how are you visioning these things? Okay, visioning for me hiring employees or just in general or the company more or less? Yeah, I'd say, as, ben. are like, you how, you're planning for your evolution of yeah. the company? What does that sort of look like? Okay, yeah, got it. Okay, so as I've had previous conversations with you, Adam, is that fake it till you make it. You know, we've always, in a sense, been bootstrapped. Okay, so anyone's bootstrap means is like really you're doing everything with no money, <laughs> right? So we're, you know, we're, tr- you know, we're trying to build this, do this, whatever, right? So literally no money. But um, I think it comes to a point is that you need money, okay? And okay. and and it's it's a very com it's a very common saying, money it takes money to make money. I think that is very true. So you know, I'm in a little bit, I'm in a very different position than somebody starting right now. Okay. Because we have real customers, we have real revenue, right. Et cetera. But if I was starting again today, okay. And if I would have started the previous businesses and, and, you know, to be honest, we started KZoo in a kind of a bootstrap mentality as well. And mm-hmm. if I ever started a third business, you know, fourth, whatever it is at this point, I would, you know, you know, beg for money or find money. Okay. Because, okay it's because the thing is, is like, we always came back from the, We always came from mentality. And I think it was very hard to change. This is that when we started, we always wanted to build everything. Okay. We are software people. Okay. So not everybody can build everything, but depending on the business, you know, there, you know, you could be building, let's say that you need a shed for your business, say you're a landscaper. Okay. Um, let's say you need to build a shed. My, what, what I'm trying to explain is, is that it might not make sense for you to build that shed. Okay. You are a professional in landscaping. You are not a builder. Okay. Mm, Right. So my point is, is that we had the mentality for a long time where build everything, right? It's cheaper, but it's not (laughs) right. Mm. Because I'm, we're really good at help desk software or developing software, for example. Right. And we, and, and the reality is the more we add to KZoo, right. To our product, the more, you know, it appeals to other customers or to larger customers, et cetera. Right. So it's basically what I'm saying is don't waste your time building something you're not an expert in. 
even if you don't have the money, try to find it. Um, you know, because it'll get you, it'll get you more ahead basically. And Ben, would you, you do that right from the outset? Like, is that what you're saying is you, you'd sort of pitch an idea. You'd go right from ideation to an angel round. Like you would be like, okay, I've got something here. I'm a seasoned entrepreneur. I want to go raise a bit of money and this is how I'm going to go scale this business. Correct. I would yeah. definitely agree with you. And I don't know about angel because it all depends on your back. It's not easy to get money. Right. And that's oh, the truth, yeah. but you know, and it's very common to go ask family, um, you know, in the backup business, I had the privilege to meet a guy anyways, that he, uh, he had actually been our biggest deal in the backup business, to be honest. Um, and I remember him telling me a quick story and it's just kind of quick sideline. Cause it'll tie into this is he was telling me the same thing is that when he was going out to start his business. Okay. And this was, you know, the rollback days, right. The backup days, he went out asking for people for money. Right. And everybody said to him, it says, well, what it's like, we have no problem. We believe in the idea, but what skin do you have in the game? So what he did was he went out and remortgaged his house. Okay. Oh, wow. So wow. I think you need to have, you know, and I'm not saying everybody go do that. Okay. But what I'm saying is, is that to raise any money or to prove that you're serious, you know, you have to have some skin in the game as some well. Skin yeah. In you've got to invest so... in yourself. Otherwise Correct. no one else is going to invest. Exactly. Like you've got to find some sort of, some sort Correct. of equity. It goes back to the passion point you were making earlier, Ben. If I believe in this with that much passion, of course, I'm going to go remortgage my house. I Correct. see this thing. I know exactly. where it's going. If I can get more people with me, yeah. we're going to take this thing to the moon. Like we're ready to go. Correct. And I'll tell so, you another thing. Oh, sorry, Adam, go ahead. No, that's okay. I just think, you know, with what you're talking about, it almost seems like that early stage superpower that you're going to need to have as an early founder is sales. You have to know how to sell your product. You have to know how to sell your ideas, how to sell yourself and your team uh, so that you're getting that early stage capital that you need to, to make things happen. Adam, it's so funny you said that because I didn't think about that, but that's a whole nother great point um, is that I've had countless conversations with multiple people, including my Adam, actually, <laughs> my Adam is one of my business partners. Um, you know, basically his friend at the time was like, he has this great idea, blah, blah, you know, whatever it was, right. Some technology. And I'll be very honest with you. It's not, you know, anything can be built. Okay. If you build it, they will come that yeah. baseball movie. And I can't remember the name, but feel the um, dreams. Yeah. Feel the dreams. Okay. Right. If you build it, they will come. And that's not true in business. Okay. Because you got to number one, know how to build something or, you know, create whatever, right. Whatever you're selling, of course, but without someone selling it, you're not going to get very far. Okay. You could have the best technology in the world, but if you don't have anyone that knows about it or you don't know how to market it, yeah, or you have you, no adoption, you can't get customers. Correct. Now, uh, one other thing to come back is that another thing, starting a business, if I started a business today and maybe, you know, and, and to be honest, you know, I've done this 20 plus years on my own, or, you know, I've never not worked for anybody 20 plus years, even today I have mentors. Okay. And that's something that I think oh, is very point, much yeah. missed, yeah. right? Because this young kid, like I said, this real estate guy, he comes in, you know, whatever I, I met him through a friend. And he was out looking for mentors. And I, I actually thought, I was like, geez, like this guy's like 19, 20, whatever he was. And he's actually emailing, you know, other realtors. And that's kind of how I met him because I met him through a realtor friend. And he says, this guy needs some help. But I was super amazed that an 18, you know, whatever he was, 19, 20 years old, thought of getting help, right? Because when I started, when I was 18, or, you know, 19, I made every mistake because I had no one to yeah. ask. Like my parents were in, my, my dad's a teacher. They're both very smart. My mom's in investments, but 
they don't know how to start a business. <laughs> they right? don't know how to run yeah. a business, right? So particularly a tech one, like yeah, a software it's, business. It's all trial and error, especially and in an industry that barely exists. <laughs> and when in you, Windsor. When you in Windsor, and yeah, in Windsor, exactly, exactly right? There was no tech, right? So yeah, so mentor, I think, is another really big thing that people seem to like not think about. And I that's think a, that's fantastic. critical. Critical. Yeah, we totally agree. So right now what we're going to do, this is the perfect time to take a break. When we come back after the break, though. I want to hear more about your opinion on, on the way Windsor has developed in that tech space. As someone who's been here in tech before it was even a thing, okay, uh, we'll know. get your take on some of these incredible announcements that we've heard in the last little bit. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Sounds good. Are you hiring for a tech role in Windsor, Essex or Chatham, Kent? Do we ever have the website for you? Head to wetech-alliance.com jobs for the WeTech Alliance jobs board where you can search for and post all of the jobs of your dreams. All right, listener, welcome back to Innovation Alchemy. We're here with Ben Puzwali, CEO and founder, co-founder. In the first business, emailing Yvonne, you know, trying to raise money, right? So that's why I've reached out to WeTech again, right? To raise money. And, and, and the reason being is like, I, and, and the thing is, I can't believe how much you guys have matured as an organization. You oh, guys are you, absolutely great. So I would highly suggest anybody that has an idea or wants to start a business or needs help contact you guys i think oh, it's, thanks ben and nice you know it's this plug for us there we'll take that all day no i know and i, I wasn't even paid guys i yeah, was gonna say, like, you know, i wasn't it. even paid no but honestly i truly think that it's like you guys have grown night and day you guys have very matured and grown up big time so oh, kudos to you guys that. and you know yeah. we see the the ecosystem that we're a part of uh growing and maturing as well so we're seeing things like uh all of these business support organizations working closer together than they ever have on programs and on initiatives which has Investment been really amazing infrastructure which investments as well we've got industry that's recognizing the space here for our talent they mm -hmm. know that you know when that battery plant's going in it's because we're going to be able to supply them with incredible workers that have yeah. the right skills uh, and the right skill sets in order to, to do that work. So we've got, yeah. you know, industry investing in here uh, pretty heavily into, you know, yeah. the new automotive, the evolution of what mm -hmm. automotive is going to mm -hmm. look like in this automobility mm -hmm. space. And tech too, though, right? Like look at Rocket Innovation coming right yeah. downtown, right? Like, I mean, they're, they've got over 100 employees now right in the downtown core. Part of their mission is to revitalize it. I mean, technology is going to play a big role. This sector is going to play a big role in Absolutely. the next 20 years for Windsor Essex and Ben like in your mind like what are the pieces still missing like what are the gaps and the things that we could even we as we tech or we as an ecosystem yeah or you as an entrepreneur see as like all right these are the things we got to get done here in order for this to work yep no absolutely good question so let's take a step back look at Windsor right why to be on my opinion why were the automotive capital of canada or maybe the you know north america and even right is the proximity to the usa right we're mm, south of detroit yeah, right. we're yep. south you know i talk to you know many people all that you know uh all day you know many people from around the world and you know when we get in the conversation where are you located i say south of detroit right like the journey song, <laughs> right because right. it is weird for people to say south of detroit especially to americans but so because of that proximity and because we had you know, the tool of molds, et cetera. That's why the automotive uh, industry flourished. Now, kind of come forward 20 years and the announcement of that battery plant, 
um, technology, et cetera, rocket mortgage, like you said, right? Um, think about this, people, right? Is that all we need is good internet, okay? You want yeah, to, yeah. you know, majority of people can work anywhere, okay? So that's no right. longer it's an such excuse. an equalizer. Correct. It's an equal, exactly. It's an equalizer. So what I think we need, it's not that we don't have the talent because, you know, this EV plant, like this battery plant and the new Chatham plant, for example, Magna, um, rocket, right. All these people, you know, clearly see something that maybe many people don't. Right. So think about, we have St. Clair college, we have university of Windsor, we have trios college. I'm sure we have others, right? So we have talent here. We're so close to Detroit. So what it comes down to, I think is awareness. Okay. Mm. So we, you know, we tech, I think's goal early on was to plant that it seed. Right. And, yep. you know, and I think, and I think we're doing it and I think, you know, and for our benefit, this EV plant's going to push it a lot forward. And, you know, I was reading, I think in the Windsor star the other day, and I was actually very um, impressed and I don't know if it's city or it's private companies, but they're even setting up con- consultants to kind of work with the local economy to kind of integrate in and get them ready for this EV plant, right? Yeah, because, great work, you know, great work by right? the IWE yeah. team. There. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So I think it's they're saying like I've heard like between three to ten times the jobs, like right. So yeah, these the, twenty five, the right? Yeah, the spinoff jobs. So that's what I think. I think it's awareness and prepare, getting prepared, right? So. Yep. Like I said, WeTech is a great resource. I still think there is just so much noise, um, you know, in media, right? The internet, TV, uh, radio, no one, like we've almost conditioned ourselves to ignore. Yeah, (laughs) no, that's a good point. It's too much. We have to have a wall up, right? Yeah, you have to have a wall up. So I think honestly, like my advice to WeTech anyways, and I think it's the benefit of Windsor and surrounding counties is start going to universities, start going to colleges start, you know, informing people, but do it in a captive audience, like have your captive audience in school. They have to pay attention, you know, for the most part. (laughs) What's what's great about that comment is that it validates. I think a lot of the stuff we're going to be rolling out later this year Mm -hmm. um, in terms of programs and initiatives that, that are connecting us even deeper to the university and to the college that are connecting us deeper into our communities. So deeper into the County as well um, and into rural areas. So we've got so many things coming up that you literally hit the nail on the head in terms of that's exactly what we intend to do. And, and for us, Ben, like, you know, uh, we can talk, we can talk about this in the WeTech context for now, but I think that the ecosystem context works as well, just for mm-hmm. the same point. But, mm-hmm. you know, WeTech's uniquely positioned, right? We get to, we have a portfolio of entrepreneurs and, and high growth businesses, but we also have really great connections with the university and the college and the students. So, mm-hmm. you know, playing that connector role is a very natural it's just sort of a natural state for us. And if we sort of go deep on that, like Adam was saying, you know, the opportunities there, my question to you though, Ben, sort of coming out of that is, do you think that one of the things, awareness is important. One of the things we talk a lot about is the awareness of the the larger technical companies, even a Mm KZOO to the folks and the talent that we've got in our ecosystem. So like, what, what do you think about how do we build outlets between industry and talent a little bit more? Because we hear from the students. We want to stay. We like Windsor. We just don't have anywhere to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we can help tell your story yeah. because you're the that? one with the super cool tech company that yeah. people want to work at. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I know. Cause it's very rare to be honest. I don't, to be honest, I don't know if there, I mean, there are, I know of a few, but I, I think a lot of them are like more custom programming anyways, back in the day, um, yeah, they are. Yeah, dev you're, shop, you're like right. development yeah. shops, you know, yeah. development shops, etc. Like I've not heard of many like true, like we're an independent software vendor, right? ISV. I have not heard of too many. Right. And it's, and you know, it kind of, it, you know, it kind of breaks my heart in a little bit. Right. But 
I think it's, <laughs> that's a very difficult question. I think it's really comes down to finding that right person or people, right? Because mm-hmm. not everybody is cut out to start something, right? right? But there's also people that are probably, you know, born to start something, but don't have that push, you know, because I had to push myself, my brother and I had to push ourselves, like no one pushed us, right? We had no idea what we were even doing, right? So, you know, and, you know, part of me in my life is I'm a very happy guy. I'm always smiling. Like, you know, everybody knows my smile, laugh, whatever. Right. Um, even when I was like, when I was, you know, 16, 17, both my, so we started as Mick managers. <laughs> so at 16, we started at McDonald's and I was working more than full-time going to high school. And, um, Fast food anyways, is one my- of the best basis for, for career skills, just in general, like the, that was the my favorite job behind a fryer cannot be taught anywhere else ever. And the reason bring this up is that I have a trophy still to this day. And it's probably 20 something plus years old. It's a McDonald's, a Ronald McDonald that says most infectious laugh. (laughs) Oh, I love that. And and there's a reason I'm bringing this up is because I am a very happy, positive person. And I super, I very much believe my purpose in life is to make people happy. Okay. So my you know, my wife kind of always makes fun of me saying, oh, you have fans, you know, blah, 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 right? I make people laugh. But my whole point is, is I was not only born to make people happy, I was also born to make, to help people. So please know that if you guys ever need someone that needs a little push or needs some advice, reach out to me. I don't mind at all, right? I love helping. And I think that's what it comes down to. I think WeTech needs to find some someone that's like, like, you know, a few mentors in a sense, not, not the word I was looking for, but people that are drivers, people that are excited, that can talk, that can say, you know, do it, you know, yeah. and this Almost brings ambassadors up, for the tech ambassador. Thank yeah. you, Adam. Number I two got or you. one. Yeah. That's your ambassador was the word I was looking for. So I think awareness and, you know, talking is one thing, right? Doing is very different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's unfortunately, we can't force people to do things. It's almost like we have to find, you know, we tech or, you know, whoever has to find these right people and almost push them in a sense, or ha- find those people that can push themselves, but we have to give them some direction. Like I, I can't see another way of really starting it. Right. So Ben, Unless- in that sense, then like what for you, so for you, you obviously that's your purpose, right? Your purpose is to help and give back mm-hmm. for those that w- might not have that intrinsic motivation. Like is there a good hook for a, for a sort of an established entrepreneur who's scaling their business to give back into the community? Like, is it truly the talent play that we know, like there's a war for talent? Is it that the ecosystem gives back? Like, what, what do you think are those ways that we can go and engage folks like you at the level that you're at and yeah. bring them in to sort of start helping us spread the yeah. word about what we've got yeah, how going do we, on? How do we create more of you? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, got it. Well, I'm very unique and probably for a good, probably good thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, well, there's always extrinsic rewards, right? Money, but you know, most entrepreneurs won't want the money, you know, yeah. and, and honestly you have to play off and, and I'm not trying you know, you have to play off people's ego, right? Like mm. I think the people that are successful, everybody has insecurities, but you know, um, entrepreneurs usually want to tell their story, right? Um, I would get them to come out, talk, right? Like I've talked at many business schools, right? I've talked point, at many yeah. classes, um, share their stories, right? Even if you get 20 minutes and say, look, you could help someone give back that way, right? It doesn't take much time. Not everybody's going to want to sit there and talk to mentor people, etc. But get them to give something right. Um, Or, you know, and you know, you guys know a lot of people as well, right? Use that use the connection, say, look, 
you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, you know, do, do a 30 minute podcast with me or come talk at a university with me or come to an event. And you know what, I'll owe you one. It's not a bad thing to be yeah. owed. You know, I, yeah. I wish, you know, I want you guys. So I want something from, no, I'm just kidding. No, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I like here's, friends. Here's like, the big you know, reveal at the end yeah, of yeah, the no, I'm kidding around, but play off that, right. You guys have a lot to offer. So, you know, and, and it's, 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 you know, such a basic thing is if you don't ask, you're not going to get it. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> that's point. Right. Yeah, you know, so, you know, and that's another thing too, right. If you're going out to buy something, you know, don't build, right. Ask for a deal, right. If you're faking it till you make it ask the worst you're going to hear is no, <laughs> you yeah, know, that's yeah. true. That's a good point. I yeah, still and, ask. And the best part about that is the more you hear, no, the easier it gets. Yeah. The easier Absolutely. it gets to hear. No. <laughs> another thing I want to say as well is failing. Okay, so we're talked about universities and stuff, right? So I feel like schools have always talked about failing being a bad thing. Yeah, I don't think failing is a bad thing. Fail and fail often. Um, because the reason is truly, I've never met anyone that has not succeeded that has not given up. And I think that's a very, very important point. Oh, for sure. Just keep doing the hard stuff day after day. Yeah, and if yeah. it fails, it fails, but you learn and you build the blocks up, right? Because everything's an opportunity cost, right? So if you're, let's say that I started, you know, I was selling, uh, let's say I was a landscaper, for example, right? And I, and I was happy doing that, but there was a bigger opportunity for me to go upper scale, for example. Yeah. If I never tried, right? You can only, you know, you're only one person in a sense too, right? So you got to go for it. And it's like fail and fail often because it's like, why would you want to stay somewhere that's going to go nowhere in a sense, right? Especially when so, you're young, right? The risk is zero. Oh, like the opportunity absolutely. cost is so low you when you're young. You get to rebuild as many times as you yeah. want. <laughs> yeah. And not everybody's as risk, right? So remember back in the day, like I, I had uh, between McDonald's, so way early on actually in VisionWorks, Loose, the backup company, I left the company and I was doing it part-time for six months about, I had gotten a job in the States making as a financial analyst, I was making good money, yada, yada. And after six months, I was like, I missed the business. Cause I was, you know, I was a young kid, didn't know what yeah. I was doing. Mm -hmm. I absolutely hated it. Okay. My mom and everybody's like, are you crazy? You have a mortgage, you have this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I don't care. I'm taking the risk, but not everybody's a risk taker. Right. So take calculated risks, yeah. but to your point, Adam, when you're young, you're probably living at home, et cetera, you're, you know, your living expenses are low. Do it, right? Do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, Ben, that's that's funny. That's that's almost exactly my story. I was working at RBC for about two years and just realized, yep. you know, yep. pedaling the credit wasn't going to be for me long term. Yep. And much to yep. the chagrin of my parents, I said, I'm leaving. I'm leaving this corporate job and joining a, a startup as employee yep. one, and we're going to give this thing a go. And yep. uh, you know, you, you just don't look back after that. That's the other thing. Make the decision and lean into it. Right? Correct. Don't. Yeah. Exactly. Because the thing is, is that everybody has a story. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't shy away. You know, I've been through tons of personal and business things. Right. And I embrace it because there's no choice. Like this is my yeah, history. This course. is my story. You know, you like me or you don't. Um, and I am who I am. I can't change that, you know, and that's just reality. Mm -hmm. And it's all lessons learned too. Lessons. It's a blessing or a lesson. Everything's a blessing or a lesson. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. Ben, I know, uh, your business at Kazu has been growing, uh, mm -hmm. at an amazing clip. Um, mm -hmm. and we talked a little bit about talent and, and all of the ways that we can sort of interact with our talent to, to keep them happy, right. To incentivize mm -hmm. them, to make them sort of care, uh, in yeah. certain ways. Yeah. I know you've got a couple of jobs, uh, that you're looking to, to fill right now. Uh, yeah. Do you want to plug those? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We're, yeah, uh, we're going to spread this far and wide for you. Yeah. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and another thing too is, is just before I announce kind of the jobs that we're looking for, one other thing is to kind of capture talent, right? So, or not capture, not capture, retain talent rather. Yeah. Okay. So yep, yep. we Huge. talked about the options and caring. 
But a big thing is, and it's the same concept, is asking them what they want. Like, what do you want in life? Because if you don't ask, you won't know. And people are very good at hiding it, right? So you can yeah, have an employee that's, that's you can have an employee that's not happy, for example, right? Yeah. And it's just as simple as, oh, this other employee is bugging me, or oh, I wish that we had water at work, or you know, I wish I had my own key. It could be something super simple, right? So ask. I think that's super important. Now, back to the job. So we are looking for a support person. Okay. So that, you know, basically field customer requests, um, you know, train them, help them, et cetera. We will be looking for a project manager. Okay. So that's, you know, running the developers basically. And we will be looking for two to three developers as well. And I'd really, really like to keep those in Windsor if possible. So Um, would we. Yeah, yeah oh, so would we, Ben. Absolutely. Now, and I hope, like, it's 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 been difficult to be honest. You know, finding talent in Windsor, but they're out there. You know, and I and I ran into a really good guy at your last event, and I'm so glad that you guys had that. Honest to God, because I just talked to him um, maybe yesterday or the day before. He sent me his resume, so now I'm going to kind of see what I can put together. Because the thing is, even if he's not a good fit for me, I know people as well, right? So, and what a coincidental yeah. thing! Like that's the power of this. I, I mean, it's so hard to measure those outcomes all the time, yeah. but we know that density is important, and it's a challenge in our region. Mm-hmm. So, you know, artificially creating density consistently—it's mm-hmm. really, really important for these early stage ecosystems like Windsor's, where we really need to bring yeah. those people together and collide them. Absolutely. Fantastic. So Ben, we're moving into sort of the final part of the cast. We want to know about what tools and tips and books and podcasts Mm -hmm. that you're reading to fuel your sort of outlook on on entrepreneurship and and what's really helped you along the way. What's on the top of your list, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the number one podcast is the Innovation Alchemy recording, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Okay. So well, you're really pushing for that. This is for some dollars at the end of this one. I, I need you us funds though okay that's what we charge in but okay As no does, so yeah. 30 cents on the dollar is not a bad <laughs> yeah, deal yeah, yeah not a bad deal so okay probably one of my favorite books and i you have to understand is that like i don't read a, as much as i used to okay books anyways um i mostly read articles you know obviously emails all day but if any book stands out it will always be uh it's by seth godin it's called the dip Awesome. And book. it's basically, Seth. Yeah, we're big uh, Seth fans. yeah, Seth Godin's a great, um, a great writer. He's to the point. And the whole crux of it is it's kind of what I mentioned is fail and fail often, right? Because mm-hmm. every there's everything has an opportunity cost, right? You know, Steve Jobs famously said years ago, he says, if something bugs you and I, it's not verbatim, but he says, if something bugs you for two or three days, change it. Okay. We're all not billionaires, clearly. Right? And it's not that easy to change, but it's the whole concept, right? Another really good one was the Google story. It's called, this is probably like 15 years old, but it's very interesting because everything's different, right? It's way harder to start a business now because it's so much more competitive. So yeah. reading back to those roots, because it's all, every business is run the same. The fundamentals of business are all the same for no matter what business you have, right? So yeah. I always love the biographies, right? I read, you know, Sam Walton. I've read Starbucks, uh, Howard uh, Schultz, I think his name nice. is. But yeah, stuff like that. That's what I love. And, you know, I'm a huge James Patterson fan. So I just was okay. on vacation and I read, you know, a couple of his because you, you shouldn't always read business kind of thing. But Right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's great, man. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. We really appreciate you being here, sharing your story and and giving us a look at uh, at the life and times of uh, a local entrepreneur. That's amazing, Ben. Thanks so much for sharing your story. And, and we're so excited to have you engaged in the ecosystem and we'll be hitting you up. Don't worry. Absolutely. I hope so, Adam, times two. And I was honestly honored to be here. Thank you guys so much. Awesome, Ben. You enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good you one. too, everybody. Take care.
Well, what an amazing conversation today, Adam. Yeah, so many incredible nuggets, which I think we say at the end of every conversation. We I know have. we do. I think we kind of shamelessly plug ourselves it's like so that. But true. I'm being honest, I was pretty inspired by I mean, Ben today. That's right. You know, Ben gave us that great insight of somebody who has been in Windsor for a long time, has seen the evolution of our region, and has built tech companies here. Absolutely. And it's taken so many different roads through that journey and layered on all of the experience to build what he has today, which is a fantastic organization. One of the things that stuck out the most for me was when he was talking about how he sort of casually met that person at a networking event. And just for the folks at home, that happened at our tech homecoming event last Thursday. And I think tech homecoming might be one of the best things we do. I, I love it where we go out and we actually find Windsorites from around the world who are doing really cool stuff in tech. We bring them home to talk about their journey, to talk about Windsor, about how all of this works. And we do it all virtually on Remo with some networking afterwards to collide everybody. Absolutely. And, you know, our clients were so excited too, because they get to talk to people yeah. that have been there and done that and, and built these things. Um, and what actually happened was we had Ben in my table in the WeTech cafe on Remo there. And uh, and he sat down and, and we had some talent come our way. Yeah. And just at a, a sort of a normal conversation, totally organic he ended up uh, getting a job offer on the spot. So those are the types of collisions I think that are so important and come out of this, this yep. sort of density that we're creating. Exactly. These- I think we talked about that on the, on the pod today a lot was like, how do we artificially create density until the density is there? So let's, let's make sure we do that. But, Awesome conversation with Ben today. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Please be sure to check out the Innovation Alchemy Toolbox, where the world's greatest podcast producer, John Mark Bashan, has collected all of the amazing tips, tools, tricks, everything we talked about today for you to access. Adam, where might somebody find that? You can find at wetech-alliance.com slash podcast. That's where you're going to find them. See you next time. What do you want to start with? Let's do the commercial first. We'll just do it in order. We're doing the bam, 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 bam. Yeah, I'll, I'll open with that. You okay. have to. Do you want to write a script? I know your script got big. No, script I'm, gonna, guy. I'm gonna try and big do it script guy. You're gonna try to freewheel. Oh yeah. my gosh! All right, five second pause and we'll go. Yeah. Are you a tech business looking to hire on in Windsor, Essex, or Chatham, Kent? Looking for local tech jobs? Nope, that's stupid. That's, We're not. This is why dumb. you can't rip. It's dumb. I can't rip. I should have should have had a, a script. Here, you do the bam 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 bam. You have it, okay? You want me to do it again though? You want to do that one more time? No, mine's good. I need to take you from the top. Yeah, okay. mine's good. Okay. Are you a tech company in Windsor, Essex, or Chatham, Kent? Hiring, or are you talent looking for a job? we have a website for you. Head to wetech-alliance.com slash jobs for more information and the WeTech Alliance Tech Jobs Board. Here we do it one more time. You definitely, for some reason, got a slur. Why do you all of a sudden have a slur? Guys, I'm so Where did this slur come from? Like you just, your words just didn't work. We tackle on. Let me tell you something. Just be articulate for one time. Are you business hiring? No, I'm taking this. I'm no, I got it. it. No, I I'm, got it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I got one more time. I got one more in me. Here's the fire. Are you hiring for a tech role in Windsor, Essex, or Chatham, Kent? Do we ever have the website for you? Head to wetech-alliance.com/jobs for the WeTech Alliance Jobs Board, where you can search for and post all of the jobs of your dreams. Nailed it, boys. Nailed it. It's good. It's better. Time but you know what? Like, 
<laughs> that's better than nine. Shut up. Like, yeah, listen, look at this. Look at this guy. Just sorry, we're the talent. Listen, you need a better talent relationship, <laughs> yeah. pal. 